The Bible in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, 14 says, Pursue peace with all people in holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. No one will ever see the Lord apart from what? Holiness and peace. So important to be a peacemaker in the presence of God. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Thanks for joining us today in our continuing study of Christ's practical guidance in His Sermon on the Mount. Today, Raul will challenge us to be peacemakers, which can be a difficult task if we're feeling misunderstood or even wronged. But we'll see today that God calls us to follow Him in showing mercy, extending forgiveness, and considering others' hearts in our conflicts. Here's Roll now with today's message. If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 9. And uh, we've been talking about the Beatitudes that Christ gave to the disciples, speaking to them. And this morning we have a real hard one. For me, it's very hard, and that is blessed are the peacemakers. Because there's a lot of us that have a lot of times not only offended, but it's very hard for us to find peace peace and become a peacemaker. Many times it's hard for any one of us to go back and to apologize. And I'll say this to you, you'll never have peace in your life. You will continue to struggle, you will continue to be angry, and you'll continue to hate people. And the Holy Spirit not only brings conviction, but you'll never be able to enjoy your Christian walk and to have peace in your life that we should have. And yes, there are times that we lose our peace because we're human. We're not perfect. But we have to be aware when we're moving away from the peace of God and the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and yet we're not listening and then we plan to hurt someone by demeaning them or saying things that will hurt them. And when Jesus writes this great beatitude, He's talking to the disciples, the multitude have gone. He's now talking to the 12 disciples. One of them is a betrayer, Judas. Judas will never experience the peace of God. Torment, betrayal that it brings to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he begins in verse 9 of chapter 5 and he says this. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the sons of God. This is why we're learning in the Beatitudes, the kind of attitude that every one of us that have been born again of the Holy Spirit, the kind of attitude, the kind of heart that we should have as believers in Christ Jesus. When the Lord spoke these words, He spoke them so that He might have not only going back to the Old Testament, but thinking of David's words. Like in the book of Psalms 24, 3 and 4, he says, Who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? 
Or who may stand in this holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Those are the kind of people that are going to inherit the kingdom of God. Those are the kind of people that make peace with God and peace with other people. People that have a clean heart. A clean heart before them. And the word clean heart here in its language, it means wash clothes. When you wash clothes and you put bleach, it becomes white. It becomes white. And Jesus said that when our sins are forgiven, it'll become whiter than snow. Snow's pretty white, but whiter than snow. Think of all the people that have received the forgiveness of the Lord. And have been cleansed by the precious blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So when he uses the word here to wash clothes. It may also be found expressing the cleanliness of wheat. Where grain was not only separated. If you go back to the times of Jesus. They would actually be outside. And when they would take the wheat from the field. They put it into a basket. And they would throw it up into the air. And the air would separate the wheat from the chaff. The chaff would blow away and the true wheat would fall to the ground. It's so beautiful how the illustrations are given to each one of us individually here. And also it is even used in military sense. Indicating that a body of a soldier is purged from being a coward. And then thirdly, the whole idea is that undesirable elements have been removed in order to improve efficiency in the child of God's life. Pure in heart. The Bible in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, 14 says, Pursue peace with all people in holiness without which no one will ever see the Lord. No one will ever see the Lord apart from what? Holiness and peace. So important to be a peacemaker in the presence of God. A peaceful spirit seems to be natural frame. And again, for any child of God coming to Christ. And yet man's nature is not peace, but war. And yet for the child of God, the nature of each one of our lives should be peacefulness. Peacefulness not only to us, but peacefulness to other people. Especially those that we love. Those that we know in Christ Jesus. And then think of this. Other creatures are naturally armed with some kind of a weapon. Wherewith they are able to revenge themselves like the lion. The lion has his paws to kill and to actually do damage. And then the bee has a stinger to sting. So they use these things not only for protection, but also to get revenge against their enemy. Only man has none of these weapons in his life. But man has a wicked heart. A wicked heart that is always before in the presence of the Lord. That's why Jeremiah 79 says, The heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who could know it? I, the Lord, know you individually. I know your heart. It is wicked. When you come to Jesus Christ, the first thing God does is he cleanses and washes your heart by his blood. He changes your heart. And when we think of our hearts, 
I think of the heart of Jesus. Because when he was hung on the cross, and they put the spikes through his hands and his feet, and he had a crown of thorns in his head, the last thing they did to him is they took a spear, and they pierced the side of his heart. And what came out of his heart was water and blood. And medically speaking, he died of a broken heart for you and for me. To make peace with men. So that we could come to the presence of the cross of Jesus Christ, confess our sins, and be forgiven once and for all as the blood of Jesus Christ would cleanse us once and for all from all of our sins. He took your sins, he took my sins, cast them as far as the east to the west, and buried them in the deepest part of the ocean, and has made us white as snow. That's why to be a Christian is a very important thing. To say that you're a Christian means Christ-likeness. And through Christ-likeness, we have the peace of God that passes all understanding according to the Word of God. Where Jesus becomes what? Becomes our Savior. Becomes the one that cleanses us. He becomes the one that we, what? Our intercessor. When we stand before Him and we pray and intercede as we go before the Lord, peace of God comes back into each one of our lives. This is why Paul the Apostle gives counsel to the Christian that you're going to have war against Satan. Satan's not going to leave you alone until the day you die. Even in your very deathbed, he's going to be there on one side and God on the other side. And the thing he'll be saying to you, he's going to tell you, deny Jesus Christ. There is no heaven. There is no heaven at all. And there is no hell. He's a liar. So we as a Christian, when we come to Jesus Christ and before we die, all the way through as we're living for Christ... When we have not only a battle against Satan, we need to do this. Listen to Paul, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. He says, all the way down to verse 18. He says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles or the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age. And against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day in having done all to stand. Satan has no power over my life or your life if you are truly a Christian. And when Satan comes, God allows sometimes for Satan to come to the child of God. Not because God hates you, but he wants to try your faith. He wants to what? He wants to build you up in himself. When we talk about peacemakers also, this word happens to be in the New Testament describing this, endeavors to reconcile persons who have disagreements. Think of all the disagreements you've had with your boss, or if you're a boss with your employees, or with someone in your family. Disagreements that can not only be shined on, but disagreements that many times are not really important. And yet, because of that person's, notice, not self-control, but because of bitterness or the hatefulness 
or the anger that they have, they start to defame people and to say things that are going to hurt them for the rest of their lives. And yet, when God speaks to our hearts, He speaks in love. He speaks with forgiveness. And it's so important for us to understand that the blessed are the ones that make peace with God. God has called each one of us individually to make peace with God. And the scripture links these two together. Pureness of heart and peacefulness of spirit. Both together. Our heart is there. And our heart has to be guarded. As we said in Jeremiah 79, the heart is deceitful. Desperately wicked. The only one that can change our hearts and our attitudes and our motives is the Lord. But we have to be open to the Lord. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. We'll continue with more from the message, Blessed Are the Peacemakers, right after this. First time I read the Sermon on the Mount, I was blown away by it. I realized and I learned that we are all called to be salt in this earth. And we are to be a preservative to this world that is dying. Christ has placed us in this world to be a light, to be a witness of the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, we can sometimes forget that we need to stand out from this world and to be set apart. We need to actually live the gospel. Otherwise, how can we lead people to the Lord? We are called to long-suffering, to prayer, to forgiveness. And we are called to know the purpose God has for our lives. And to be in God's perfect will so that we can complete the work He has called us to do. Allow this book, Sermon on the Mount, to minister and transform your life the same way it did my life. To get your copy of Rawls' new book, Sermon on the Mount, visit somebodylovesyou.com. Now, back to more of today's message. Let me give you a couple of things in my first point this morning. That there are four fourfold peace that are studied through the love of God. Number one is the peace of the family. In the book of Ephesians 4.3, he says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Holy Spirit in the bond of peace in your homes. The bond of peace in uniting. Secondly, the peace when there is a sweet harmony among each other. Colossians 1.10 That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of our God, in knowing Him. Knowing Him fully and completely. And how about political peace in a city or a country? Psalm 147, 14 says, He makes peace in your borders and fills you with the finest wheat. Secondly, what hinders the peace of God in a person's life? How about self-love? Self-love, the selfish love for yourself. 2 Timothy 3, 2 says, For men will be lovers of themselves. In the last days. These are the last days. Second, he says, lovers of money. Boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy. And the second thing that I thought here when I was putting my sermon together, it's pride. Self-love, now pride. 
In the book of Proverbs 28, 15, he says, Solomon, he who is of a proud heart sears up strife, but he who trusts in the Lord will prosper. And then the third thing is envy. Envy in a person's life. First Timothy 6, 4. He is proud knowing nothing but obsessed with disputes and arguments over words from which comes envy, strife, reviling, and evil suspicions. Evil suspicions. And then we have but fourthly, a talebearer. A talebearer. Proverbs 14, 15. The simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. So these are the things that brings a person into bondage. And then thirdly, listen carefully. We know from scripture, the source of peace comes from number one, the father. From God the father. In Philippians 4, 7, he says, And peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. He is God. And then secondly, John fourteen twenty seven. Peace, Jesus said, peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And thirdly, how about the Holy Spirit? Galatians 5.22. But the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness to each one of us individually. And listen, fourthly. We are exhorted to peaceful minds. Peaceful minds in our hearts. Paul the Apostle not only speaks about the peace of mind. In Romans 12, 18 he says, For it is possible that as much as depend on you, live peaceably with all men. Be at peace with everyone. That's very hard sometimes, even for me. Because we're so used to snapping back. We're so used to calling people's names And even sometimes to get physical with people. But if we truly have the Holy Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is like an alarm. That before I open my mouth and poison comes out of my mouth, the Holy Spirit will warn us. And then if we do it and we did not listen to the Holy Spirit, we disobey God. And we hurt people. Number one, a peaceable spirit is honorable before God. Honorable. In Proverbs 20, verse 3, he says, It is honorable for a man to stop striving, since any fool can start a quarrel. Any person that starts a quarrel, he's a fool. He doesn't really know the peace of God. Secondly, a peaceable spirit is highly providential. James three seventeen. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, peaceable, gentle, willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And thirdly, a peaceable spirit brings peace along with it. In Proverbs eleven seventeen, he says, The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. He's disturbed his own flesh. And then fourthly, a peaceable disposition is God-like disposition. Hebrews 13, 20. Now may the God of peace, who brought up our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, Jesus, 
And then fifthly, Christ's earnest prayer was for peace. Remember in the garden, he said in John 17, 11, now I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, disciples. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those who you have given to me, that they may be one as we are one. John 17, 21, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. That they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you have sent me. And then 1723, in them that you in me, that they may be made perfect in me or one. And that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. God loves us. God cares for us. And we have to be careful what we say and what we do. And then six. Christ not only prayed for peace, but he bled for it. Listen carefully. Colossians 1.20. Invite Jesus Christ to reconcile all things to himself by him, where the things on the earth, things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. He made peace for each one of us individually. Seven. Strife, contention hinders the growth of grace in our lives. Remember the parable of the seeds in the sower? The first person had no faith. The second one was emotional. The third was a person of the world. But the fourth one was the one that Jesus Christ wants to see. He brought forth fruit 30, 60, and 100 full. Why? Because he was connected to the Lord. And then how about aid? The peace among Christians is a very powerful thing to draw the world to Jesus Christ. When they see the church, do they see strife? Do they see wars? Or do they see the peace of God that passes all understanding? In Isaiah chapter 9, 6, he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Unto the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the seal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. The peace of God will perform this. Choosing mercy and forgiveness can be tough sometimes, but we hope that today's message has been a challenge for you to ask the Lord for His strength to honor Him in all of your conflicts. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review today's lesson, we'll send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just call 800-634-9165 and ask for the teaching titled, Blessed Are the Peacemakers. We'd also like to tell you more about Rawls' new book titled, Sermon of Sermons. It's a resource that will take you to the hills of Galilee to consider Jesus' practical guidance for bringing hands and feet to your faith. You'll see that in every area of your life, you can bring glory to God with your faith, humility, and obedience. We're offering this book at the discounted pre-order rate of just $12 plus shipping and handling. Now, this is a limited time offer. So to make your purchase, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and ask for Roll's new book titled Sermon of Sermons. 
That's 800-634-9165. To order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thanks for partnering with us to keep Bible-based teaching on the air. Every gift you give is tax-deductible. We hope this Sermon on the Mount series has been a help to you. Next time, we'll see that in a world increasingly hostile to the gospel, we can't afford to be half-hearted in our commitment to Christ. Here's Roll now with a closing comment. Let me conclude with three things. Number one, to maintain peace, faith. Faith is important. Faith that peace keeps not only myself, but everyone around me. And notice 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Watch and stand fast in faith. Be brave, be strong. Let all that you be doing, do it in the love of God. And then secondly, how about communion among Christians? Communion among Christians. Ephesians four thirty two, And be kind one to another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ Jesus forgave you, forgave me. And let me give you one more. How about prayer? Prayer. Praying for God to send upon us the spirit of peace. He says in Psalm 68, 18. He says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, this is David speaking, the Lord will not hear me. But certainly God has heard me. He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Yes, we are imperfect people. But because we have been born again of the Holy Spirit of God, and because we can repent, then we can enter into the presence of God and pray, and God will answer our prayers. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.